0: The Naval Academy Museum presents a history of the Navy in 100 Objects. Today, we opened our episode with the Naval Academy alma mater, Blue and Gold, which chronicles the transition of midshipmen from training and schooling on the banks of the Severn River to serving as officers in the Navy and the Marine Corps around the world. On Friday, midshipmen of the Class of 2013 tossed their covers into the air to become the newest officers of the Navy and Marine Corps. We began the month of May by taking a break from our chronological movement forward in the Navy's history, in order to discuss the officer training process in the early years of the Navy, and how that eventually transitioned to the Naval Academy, and later on to include other programs like ROTC and the Officer Candidate School. We went back to the Navy's roots prior to the Revolutionary War, to when young boys served as midshipmen or officers in training, Aboard board ship under the direct supervision of the ship's captain. We then touched on the origins of the Naval Academy itself, and also a little bit about the many difficulties midshipmen experience today in their first year, or plebe year, at the Academy. Many of them are humorous, and those culminate with the climbing of the Herndon Monument and the transition to plebes no more. There was a lot of history at the Academy, and a thorough review of this history would fill several volumes and probably entire museums. But on the theme of graduation, let's briefly review some of the graduation statistics of this year's class, as well as some historical facts and figures. This is the Naval Academy's 163rd traditional graduation ceremony. Since it was established in 1845, the Academy has graduated approximately 79,900 midshipmen, including this year's graduates. The Naval Academy class of 2013 graduated 1,047 men and women, including 603 Navy ensigns and 223 Marine Corps 2nd lieutenants. The class also included three graduates commissioned as Air Force 2nd lieutenants and 16 foreign exchange students. 80% of the graduating class are men and 20% are women, 13 of whom will serve on submarines. Minorities make up 31% of this past class making it the most diverse graduating class in the history of the Naval Academy. The Academy and its alumni have had a significant impact on Naval history and the broader history of the United States. Since its inception, the Naval Academy has produced 24 members of Congress, 5 State Governors, 5 Secretaries of the Navy, 1 Secretary of the Air Force, 5 Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, 4 Vice-Chairmen of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, 28 Chiefs of Naval Operations, 9 Commandants of the Marine Corps, 2 Nobel Prize Awardees, 73 Medal of Honor Awardees, 52 Astronauts, 46 Rhodes Scholars, 2 Cabinet Members, 16 Ambassadors, and 1 President of the United States. As we conclude our month of Naval Academy history, today's object is actually a series of objects. Which encompasses most of the years of the Academy's existence, and it honors those graduates of the Naval Academy who have died while in uniform. Some were killed in combat, others taken before their time under other circumstances. Nearly 1,000 names line the walls of Memorial Hall, but the unifying link among them all was that they were graduates of the U.S. Naval Academy. Located in the Academy's museum is a display of Academy class rings. In future episodes, We will revisit stories of the heroism of Naval Academy alumni killed in action, and we will tell their story through some of our upcoming objects. But for now, we go to Dr. Scott Harmon, former director of the Naval Academy Museum, and himself a Naval Academy alumnus, as he talks a little bit more about the class rings. Then, we will close our episode today with the Naval Academy Men's Glee Club singing the Navy Hymn. In 1879, Rear Admiral Charles Jackson Train an 1865 graduate of the US Naval Academy, was a Lieutenant Commander stationed at the Academy in charge of the midshipmen choir. In that year, Lieutenant Commander Train inaugurated the practice of concluding each Sunday's religious services at the Academy with a singing of the first verse of the Navy hymn. This practice continues in many religious services and memorial services at the Naval Academy to this day. Dr. Harmon.
1: Welcome to the Naval Academy Museum. I'm Dr. Scott Harmon and we were looking at an exhibit of Naval Academy class rings. Probably one of the most iconic uh, objects uh, that represents the Naval Academy. Uh, The Academy has been uh, issuing graduation rings uh, for well over a hundred years, and uh, the more recent ones have not changed very much. They all have a similarity, but they are all just about unique. The similarity lies in the fact that uh, each ring has the Naval Academy seal on one side of the ring. And then each class has its own class crest, which you see uh, on the side of the display. Those crests are designed by each of the classes, they go on the ring. So, on one side of the ring is the Naval Academy seal, on the other side is the class crest, and then each midshipman is allowed to select his or her own stone or setting to individualize the ring. Now, a lot of people come here and look at this display and are really impressed uh, of the beauty of the display. But the thing they should bear in mind when looking at this is, The custom of the Naval Academy Museum is to put on display the first ring received by the family of a deceased member of that class. These people have given their ultimate uh, for the Naval Academy and for their country. When you look at this display, you should stop and think and look at the names of the people uh, who have contributed all they have to the, to their country, and to uh, the Naval Academy. Thank you very much.